Welcome to our Accountable Leadership Coaching Podcast, where we transform boss and employees to leader owners by sowing the right seeds. We offer leadership seminars, one-on-one coaching, and keynotes with Mr. HR with a guitar. Our website is www.accountableseadership.com. Enjoy today's podcast. In today's podcast, I want to share a true but preventable story of Avery with you today. This is a short story that I've recently written titled The Slow Torture and Murder of a Leader. So I hope you enjoy this. Friends, there is a crime that is occurring thousands of times every day in businesses and corporations. It tarnishes the image of city, county, state, and federal agencies and angers taxpayers. It's a crime against the prosperity, profitability, and sustainability of the organization and the city, county, state, and country in which it occurs. Now, it is not something that takes place in a short time frame. It occurs gradually over days, weeks, months, years, and careers. It begins when there is a DOA, which stands for the Death of Accountability. It takes place when bosses are allowed to remain in positions that were intended for leaders. What is it? It's the slow torture and murder of a leader. We want to take you through this criminal and totally irresponsible and uncaring process. And to get the full effect, we want it to happen to you. We want you to experience this tragedy. And maybe if you have the opportunity, you will never allow this to happen Or maybe someday you'll draw a line in the sand and correct it for future generations of leaders starting today. In our example, your name is Avery. This is a gender-neutral name because the slow torture and murder of a leader does not discriminate against either gender. It occurs to both and it is carried out by both genders. It also has no racial or age boundaries. No one is safe against this. Avery, you have just been promoted to level one. You are so excited because you believe you can make a difference. You believe you have so much to share and someone at level two or above felt the same way. You report to work on your first day as a level one and your level two introduces you to your team and allows you to share your background. Level two is expecting great things from you. Level two then introduces you to another level one. This other level one will show you the ropes for a few days before you are allowed to go forth and lead or boss and this will be determined later. Once you have spent a few days with the other level one they feel you are ready to go it on your own. Now you think this is strange because level one has no vested interest in your success. In fact from what you know about the compensation plan you will be competing with that level one for a bonus that is awarded each year. But never mind that, it's it's too early to be thinking of that. Here's where the torture begins. You begin your new role as level one. You consider yourself a level one leader, but it's also too early to make that determination. You begin the daily role of TDP, which is a task distribution person, and putting out fires. You see some things that could change and possibly provide better customer service and and reduce the number of daily fires that you have to address. You run these ideas by the other level one and are told that it is not the way things were done here in the past. 
and they recommend not changing procedures. The torture continues. You contact your level two and run the ideas by them. They request the ideas in writing for consideration. Now you don't know it now, but please submit them in writing is exactly the same as no, or you'll never hear from these ideas again, or we are not changing any procedures. The torture continues. You then begin to run into problems with three team members on absence, quality, and productivity. You've been told by level two to follow the lead of the other level one. You request their guidance. You are advised to have a talk with them. When you ask about documenting the discussion, the other level one says there is no need to create that extra work. They comment that the employees have all been there over 20 years and laughs. What are you going to do with them? Fire them for poor quality, productivity, or attendance? You're advised to go with the flow and not create any waves. The torture continues. You're not satisfied with this answer, so you contact your level two. To your surprise, you're given basically the same answer. And then you remember, the other level one was trained by your level two. This, this is very abnormal. Your former level one was very quick to address poor performers. The torture continues. You know, a few months pass and you have had little or no guidance from your level two. You go by their office, but they're rarely in. In fact, in your daily travels around the city doing your job, you regularly see the vehicle of your level two at coffee shops, their home, and at the local golf course during the work day. Many times the vehicle of the other level one is there also. You care. You still want to be a leader, so, so you choose not to join them, but the torture continues. And then you contact your level two about some leadership courses you'd like to attend. You have also found some for your team members that would assist them in being more successful in their jobs. You are informed that there is no money in the budget for training or employee development. Training and employee development is viewed as an expense with absolutely no return on investment. You are informed that the best training is just to do your job and you will get better. The torture continues. You are not satisfied with this answer, so you begin to read books on leadership. You even take a vacation day to attend a seminar and pay for it yourself. You're hungry for growth and development, but you've learned it will not come from your level two. You care. You still want to be a leader. You've been a level one for months now. Your level two has not sat down with you at one-on-one and discussed any of these items with you. They have not discussed their expectations, the visions of the company, the company culture, your progress, where improvement is needed, how to develop others. They've not solicited your ideas for the business, or they've not given you any praise. You get the group email every once in a while, and there are infrequent team meetings, but you have absolutely no idea how you're doing or if you're doing the right things. You care. You still want to be a leader, but the torture continues. Then you have a situation where one of your hourly team members requests a Friday afternoon off, but they've exhausted their vacation. They request to take the afternoon off, be shown working, and work one extra hour without pay on four days next week. You deny this request because this was not allowed in your former group because of the Fair Labor Standards Act. You offer unpaid time, but the team member refuses that. You're then informed by the team member that this was a common practice by your predecessor. 
you still decline the request. Unknown to you, the team member contacts your level two about the request and you are then contacted by your level two and instructed to allow the paid time off to be made up next week. You request an explanation, but you are informed that this just is the way it's been allowed for years. The torture continues. You're uncomfortable with your results, but have no idea how to address the poor performers. You look in their personnel files for trends or history, but there is none. In fact, there is not one documented performance improvement plan or level of discipline in any of the 10 personnel files of your team. And you wonder, how does it change? You also know the level one you replaced was promoted to level two. Surely they did something right, but you're unable to find it in the personnel files. It certainly didn't involve employee development. You care. You still want to be a leader, but the torture continues. While in the personnel files, you discover something very unusual. Every annual review is identical, word for word. Every employee was rated excellent. Even though you've only been there a few months, it's obvious, very obvious to you, that every team member in your crew was not excellent. They're certainly not the same in quality, quantity, safety, or attendance. You notice the signature of your predecessor and of your current level two on each annual review. You assume this must be what is expected. It's obviously tolerated and your predecessor was promoted to level two. The torture continues. You want to see just how important communication is in your company. You hand each of your ten team members an index card and on this card is a question and it's asking each one of them to answer this without putting their name on it and the question is not counting an annual appraisal how long has it been since your manager sat down with you one-on-one and discussed any of the following items with you expectations visions of the company company culture your progress improvement needed your ideas for the business are giving you any type of praise you don't ask for their names just the answer the length of time and knowing the environment you came from and how the communication took place in your organization your previous organization the answers absolutely astound you they range from years to never now your predecessor was in this job for four years and then promoted to level two the index cards point to no no one-on-one dialogues with team members there's absolutely no documentation or any performance improvement plans or discipline and you have inherited horrible results and the person you replaced was promoted you then begin to ask yourself is accountability communication profitability and sustainability is it really that important when they're never discussed are rubber stamped annual reviews and lack of team development acceptable are promotions based on results and improvement or do I just need to be part of the right click it may occur here or it may take a few more months but Avery unless you are extremely motivated and persistent or you change level twos your opportunity to be a level one and above leader has just been murdered
It was murdered in cold blood by a lack of leadership and accountability. In a position intended for a leader, now stands a boss. Sadly, you'll probably remain a boss. You may even be promoted to a level two or above boss, but until you fall under the leadership, guidance, or mentorship of a true leader, your future as a leader has just been murdered right before your eyes. Now I give you credit, you fought valiantly, but the odds were against you. The dreams, goals, and aspirations you had of making significant changes have turned to nothing more than a life of mediocrity and tolerance. You'll continue to report to work, you'll distribute tasks, and you'll solve problems for as long as you remain a boss. You will improvise every day instead of improving every day. I hate this for your organization because you are capable of so much more if given the proper guidance and held accountable. Now Avery, excuse me, but I want to have a word with your hierarchy. Level 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, or however high you go, each one of you has sat behind your desk and claimed to be pro-leader. And yet every one of you allowed Avery to have a choice. And it was the choice of least resistance. It's the choice to be a boss instead of becoming a leader. Avery should have never been afforded this opportunity. Avery dreamed of leaving a legacy as a leader not just being a boss, and you terminated that dream. Each one of you had the hand in the slow torture and murder of this leader. Shame on you. Avery could have been the one to turn an organization, a city, county, state, or country around. Avery could have created or saved thousands of jobs, impacted millions of lives. But thanks to your lack of leadership and accountability, it appears this will not occur. You have collectively and slowly, without shame, tortured and murdered a leader and left a boss in its place. But wait, even though I'm big on personal responsibility, this may not totally be your fault. You are a product of your raising. The fact that someone murdered Avery's life as a leader doesn't mean your hierarchy is full of bosses. There must be a leader somewhere. It could be you. But there's more great news. If you choose to correct this huge injustice, the statute of limitations for this crime just ended. Our quest at Accountable Cedarship Coaching is to find the person that can draw the line in the sand and make the change to a pro-leader, anti-boss organization. We're looking for the person to restore total accountability for results, profitability, and sustainability to your organization. It won't occur overnight, but neither did the slow torture and murder of Avery's life as a leader. It may mean a total culture change, but it can occur. It'll be well worth it and become a major part, a major part of your legacy. Wouldn't it be great to someday be able to look behind you and see a long trail of leaders instead of bosses? You know, it's never too late. With your assistance and accountability, we can help. Email us for an appointment to discuss this. Greg Gilbert, Accountable Cedarship Coaching, www.accountablecedarship.com or email us at info at accountablecedarship.com.
Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for investing your most valuable asset with us today, your time. We hope you've picked up some things that will help you both in your business and in your life. That's what we're about. Visit our website, www.accountableseadership.com. Have a great day.